Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of Love at First Psych, a Psych First Watch Rewatch podcast. I'm your host, Jay Christie, joined as always by my friend and co-host, Andre Barrera. Andre, how are you? Hey, Jake. Uh, I'm okay. Just found out I have to be, I have to fly out of LAX on Thursday morning mm-hmm. to Las Vegas, go to my project, do a couple of things, fly out of there, what, Thursday evening at like 6.30. Mm-hmm. land at lax around mm-hmm. 7 30 probably get home at 9 and then wake up at 4 30 4 30 to catch a mm-hmm. flight at 6 30 to portland again at lax so so sounds like you have a pretty eventful uh couple days coming up yeah not only that i think uh tom- not i think tomorrow i'm gonna go see arsenal versus uh barcelona at the sofi stadium never been there, nice so. okay Exciting. that's cool yeah, Setting. but it's going to be like a really crazy like three fucking days. Yeah, I have absolutely nothing going on because I'm still looking for employment. A couple items in the fire, but I'm still relatively nothing going on. But uh, so we balance each other out. Um, well, we're not just, here to talk about let's, that. Let, no, no, let's just get this out of the way real quick. Um, we both did the Barbenheimer thing. I think yeah. you did it Thursday night? I did, yes. You're sick. What time did you get out at? I uh, got out at like one. Ooh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, I did. I did mine. I did one thirty. You were reasonable. Hour. Yeah, one thirty p.m. Then I had lunch after that, and then yeah. Barbie at seven thirty. So I was yeah. gone. I think I was home at like ten thirty. That's 10:30. a very reasonable thing to do. Uh, me and my good friend Michael Springthorpe are sickos, and we're like, we gotta see both opening night. Uh, yeah. And honestly, I don't even want to go into it because I don't know if you saw, we did a three-hour podcast on it. So, like, I've said all I, I listened. <laughs> I listened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, it's uh, I love both movies, but yeah, that's why there's no, that's why we're down. We missed an episode. And I guess we'll miss another episode. Um, the, thing, the biggest difference between this and the Monk Pod is we did the Monk Pod mostly during the height of the pandemic, so we just had less stuff going on. That's very uh, true. That's yeah. very true. But I uh, hope you're all patient with us. But we're here to talk today about There Might Be Blood, uh, the episode of Psych, season three, episode six. For us, a play on the title There Will Be Blood. Um, oh, the only thing this really has in common, it's just about oil drilling. Like there's no I mean, thematic. There, yeah, there will be blood. Is based on an Upton Sinclair short story called Oil. Correct. This say. is correct. Yep. Yes. Uh, but yeah, it's not like a lot of the other psych episodes where like the title is a parody of something. The whole episode is a parody of it. This is not a parody of There Will Be Blood. It's just an episode that has oil involved. Um, you mm-hmm. know, no one gets beaten over the head in a bowling alley. Um, With for the milkshakes. Yeah, I drink your milkshake. <laughs> My favorite thing about do you know how that how that came to be that line? Because mm, that was I think actual, I read that. I don't remember that was actually that metaphor was actually used in con in a congressional testimony in like the same year around the same time. Like it sounds like an anachronism, right? Just, like describing oil as a milkshake in like nineteen. 19- 05 sounds weird, right? But that was actually a thing that an oil executive oh. testified. He said it's like if you have a milkshake. <laughs> and so, yeah, anyway. Really? I had no yeah. idea. That's where, yeah. you know, it's a classic, one of those classic things that sounds uh, fake, but there's a real reason behind it. Anyway, same thing like like I um I mentioned um, when I was watching Oppenheimer, uh, the scene where the def- Secretary of Defense says that he doesn't want to attack Kyoto because he went there on his honeymoon. That's actually really yeah. That's actually what happened in real life. I believe that, yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, that's the thing I knew. I had heard that story beforehand, and so I was very really happy to see it on the movie. 
Um, so we start off, though, not in a war room discussing where to drop atomic bombs. We start in Sean Spencer's backyard as he's a child, and he's digging for oil. Now, is that a thing you ever thought you'd do, that you might strike oil in your backyard? No, I think that was more of the, oh, if you dig a hole, you'll end up in China. Kind of deal. Exactly. But I also didn't have enough of a yard to, uh, to do yeah. this. I mean, we would do that at the beach. And of course, then eventually I realized that if you dig a hole in most of North America, you end up in the Indian Ocean. So like, kind of straight out of luck. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I ended up in China. Uh, but anyway. Or you might, you might end up on uh, North Sentinel Island. That's true. That's true. Um, anyway, uh, they're digging for oil. And um, their dad, Henry ends up coming home. And of course, they hit a water main, um, which uh, I won't go into it too much detail. But the most trouble I ever got in in my life after age like 10 was one time me and my brother uh, drove. We ended up driving over a water main in our neighbor's front yard late at night. And uh, not was it after Was it was it after getting Taco Bell or something? I forgot. Yeah. I think I think I, I might have told the story. Yeah, that we went to get Taco Bell and we ended up running over a water main in our neighbor's yard. Which you yeah, know, I think that story. I think that story was from the monk days because I remember hearing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, not not a um, not a good feeling. They definitely brought back memories. Um, but anyway, so we then cut to an oil rig in this in modern times, and there's doing some stuff. I don't really understand how to describe it. I didn't see Deepwater Horizon. Um, yeah, they're just like, uh, you know, there's like some rough weather, so they're like battening the hatches or whatever the fuck you do yeah. when that happens. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they're on an oil rig, and uh, some person drifts onto this part of um, mm-hmm. the boat or the rig, and it seems like there's like a lot of chaos, everybody's shouting over each other, and um, and the supervisor on site at the time tells mm-hmm. them to get the hell out of there, Yeah, and then all of a sudden this little like hook that's hanging from a crane just completely brains this person. Um, we do also get like a little bit of a glimpse of somebody that they, they're hiding their face and you can't see who yeah. they are. And they, it seems like they were kind of like involved in some way. Yes. The person who goes to no man's land clearly is involved in some way. Cause it's not a coincidence that someone went over to no man's land, ignored direction and then ran away when the safety advisor came by, you know? Um, yeah. and so then we cut to Sean and Gus on a boat being piloted by chief Vic. Uh, and we learn that Gus is missing a symposium on fungus because fungus is his bread and butter. Um, now, I don't know if you've ever had toe fungus, but I thank the uh, pharmaceutical industry for all the progress they've done. Um, they've really, it's really been a good godsend. It, middle school me is very glad that Gus went to that uh, symposium. Isn't like a penicillin technically? Like no, fungus? well, penicillin is a fungus, but he's talking about later on, it's that he it's a foot fungus seminar. Um, gotcha. Yeah. I think I missed that. Yeah, but anyway. uh, yeah. so Sean and Gus are on the boat. They're wondering what this is all about. And basically, Vic had called them over. And uh, it's about this man named Butch Hicks, who is a safety inspector who was hit with the crane mm-hmm. piece or whatever and fell to like his death. His body washed up on shore. So they're heading over to the oil rig where this all took place to investigate. Yeah. Uh, but the thing is... By the way, sh- by the way... Disclaimer, I actually started watching this episode last Thursday when you were at um, Barbie, Oppenheimer. Barbie, you forgot? Oh. No, no, no. I mean, I have it all no. in my notes, but like, uh, I thought for a second I wasn't going to remember it, but actually, for whatever reason, do remember it. Yeah. Uh, but the, the big thing she mentions is that there was an anonymous tip about the rig being unsafe, but she didn't tell the Coast Guard about it because she doesn't trust them. Um, and we also, lasting jewels aren't there because this is an unofficial, she's going off the books. This is shady, you know? Um, yes. 
And they end up getting pulled over by the Coast Guard. And guest star Jane Lynch uh, comes on and start, they starts yelling. They get in a screaming fight about um, about jurisdiction because apparently part of the rig is within three miles. So it technically might be. Now I have a question. When did it occur to you? Did, did you pick up on the fact that they know each other before? Like, is that something that? I mean, to be quite honest with you, they look related. Yeah, so, they yeah. do. Yeah, so I kind of figured, okay, I think they're gonna. This is gonna be like a sibling thing, right off mm-hmm. rip. Yeah. So yes, the Captain Dunlap, Barbara Dunlap, sorry, Commander Barbara Dunlap is Chief Vic's sister. Um, and so that's where we go to the theme song. So that means and then we, Karen's. Yeah. So that means Karen's name is Karen Dunlap. Apparently, yes. Okay. Um, yeah, it doesn't come up again. Um, they. Uh, we then see that the co- that the, the ju- a judge ends up ruling with the Coast Guard in terms of jurisdiction. So. Vic's kind of, uh, you know, screwed. Um, and as they're shouting, Vic and uh, Dunlap, the gang is looking at them, and the subplot of Laster being in- into uh, Vic's sister is introduced, which, you know, I, there's no delicate way to say that I just can never, I've never, you can't buy, I can't buy Jane Lynch as a romantic interest for, it's, it's just, I, I don't want to be rude about her, but she just does not read as someone that, uh, that would ever, you know, you, you know what I'm saying. I know what you're saying. Okay, so my question would be, um, did this show come out before she came out? I think she came out forever. I, I mean, this show, I think, I'm trying to think of when this is in terms of Glee. Um, because I think this is after Glee. This is before Glee. Yes, yeah, you're right. It's before Glee. Let me see. Let me go to personal life section. Um, da, 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 da. It doesn't say when she came out, but yeah, it just, and I, I was like, I don't, don't want to be rude and I don't, and I, I also think that there are lots and lots of, uh, queer actors and actresses who can successfully play, uh, straight people. And I just, I just no, don't think it, it, it's not just that it's that, um, you know, she's like, I mean, she just appears physically to be a lot, not a lot older, but older than Carlton. And yeah. like, we've seen the girls that he's gone out with. It yeah. just doesn't like jive. It just doesn't, it doesn't work. No. Yeah. Yeah. And and also, and I think I was because I have the knowledge of who guest stars as his ex wife, and like it's just not the same type at all. Um, right, I don't know. Who that is, I know, of course not. Uh, and yeah. so she's a very impressive woman. You know, she has a lot of different accolade, accolades. Uh, and um, Vic but most and importantly, mm-hmm. most importantly, she thinks that this is all an accident. She's yeah. not behind the whole theory of that yeah. of it being a murder or any sort of you know. <laughs> wrongdoings being uh the case so she ends up big dogging her sister and basically you know says she's gonna find out who the tipster is and that uh she's basically gonna hire sean away because if it's if he's the psychic on the investigation it's her investigation so he's her psychic um and uh so sean ends up accepting which gus is a bit taken aback by and there's a little terse conversation where um vic is like you don't owe me an explanation but uh she clearly doesn't she's mad you know yeah she's Um, peeved and so, yeah, so Sean and Gus are working for the Coast Guard, I guess. So, yeah. you know, I guess they're just and expanding th- their bona fides. I don't know if you have this in your notes because it was from last week. That of course, Gus says, we may have burned our bridge with Chief Vic. And Sean gives a, Gus, don't be a myopic chihuahua. Um, yes, I did have that. And he and, and Sean has a, f- yeah, go. Yeah, and so uh, I guess at this point, I think they're like, they're back on shore. And they notice that there is a camera right outside the dive shop on the pier. Yeah. And, um, 
you know, that's something to tuck away. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not only that, but uh, Gus knows everything about oil rigs, apparently. You know, he's, uh, he's mean, a real yeah. fountain of knowledge. You know, he's uh, he, he's got a lot of uh, various bits of knowledge about everything. But um, they go down to where the Coast Guard is supposedly supposed to launch, and they meet with a Coast Guard guy who basically gives them a note that says that their job is to stay put and do nothing. Basically, uh, Dunlap hired them just to not have them do anything, just as a way to get back at Vic. Correct. And, yeah, they're and really pawns in the sibling okay. feud. That's it. And Gus says, I'm no one's pawn. I'm a queen. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't remember that line, but yeah, he's, he's, got, he's, he's got some bangers in there. Yeah. Um, so when they're on the boat to... Well, no, you, we haven't, you haven't established how, how do they get on the boat. Like, uh, whose boat are they on? Because the Coast Guard leaves them behind, so how do they get on a boat? I don't know. They end up meeting up with the people who own the oil rig, and they pretend oh, to yeah, be yeah, yeah. investors. You didn't say, oh, no, you right. didn't say that. Right, but I mean, I was going to talk about it yeah. right now, but whatever. Yeah. Anyways. Yes, they pose as investors to this, uh, as investors to the rig, um, which we'll find out later why that might be the case, why they were so anxious to have people take it on. Anyways, they meet the owner of the rig, who is a Mr. Bamford. I don't think we ever get his uh, Christian name. And Um, his daughter. And his daughter, Ashley Bamford. Mm -hmm. Um, And he's definitely like an old Texas, good old Mm -hmm. boy. Definitely Mm -hmm. given that kind of uh, uh, vibe. And so that's when Sean basically tells them that they're investors. And uh, we see that Mr. Bamford appears to be a total chauvinist, real prick. Mm-hmm. He treats his daughter like a servant. And she mm-hmm. you know, seems to be hiding a little bit of resentment there. Yes. And he mentions that she went to Yale, um, which, you know, major L cool. on her part to get that Yale education and still have to make drinks. I mean, it's not, it's not an L on her part. It's not her fault. But, I mean, man. Uh, anyway. Such as such is the life of having a dad who looks like he keeps a six shooter on him in meetings. Um, but anyway, uh, he the father quickly snuffs out that they're not investigators, investors, and so um, Sean gives comes clean says that they're psychic, we're working for the Coast Guard, and this is my partner Chesterfield McMillan and wife, um, and that they I needed like a that. ride to the they needed a ride to the boat and. Mr. Uh, Bamford is actually pretty understanding. He's like, hey, you know, he he's one of the rare people in Psych who is completely reasonable, has a reasonable reaction to the idea of there might be a, being a murder. Where he's like, yeah, if someone was murdered on my rig, I would like to know. <laughs> like, that's important to me. Yeah, absolutely. It would help his case. It would be one less, you know, like security, or not security, but like a yeah. safety thing that like went wrong on this rig, which would be, I think, a lot more serious. Because too often, I feel like in murder shows, even when it's the even when the person in question is not the evil guy, like people will be like, I don't want people nosing around here, and it's like if someone was murdered in my vicinity, it's important for me to know. Like that's that's bad for if there's a killer on your rig, that's bad for business. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, no. So you're completely right. He's yeah. He's he just wants to know. He wants to get this cleared up, and uh, yeah, the murder would basically help him him in some way. Yes. So we go back to the police station, and mm-hmm. um, a new case has been brought to mm-hmm. Lassie and Jules. It's uh, about a missing person uh, named Doctor Christopher Renault. And yeah, I have a question: How did how are you how did you spell Renault in your notes? R E N A U D. Okay, I'm gonna, let me see how it, I because I spelled it um, like R- Renault, like the watches. Yeah, I spelled it R E N A U L T. But I'm curious. Yeah. I'm gonna look in the credits to see. It is R E N A. That's how it was in the captions. Hell yeah! Then I won. <laughs> Why? 
Well, no. Wait, did you say with a D or LT? How is it actually spelled? With a D. Yeah, oh, damn it, you beat me. Sorry, I thought you said I spelled it right. Well, I mean, because anyway. I guessed. Oh, oh, I, 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 I forgot. I don't watch things with captions on. Um, I'm the last I man exclusively with captions. I know everyone. Everyone now is watching things with captions on. The two things that I will be the last person to do is I'm going to be the last person to watch things without captions on. And this is the truth. I will be the last person to use all my apps in light mode. You, you have to hold, hold me a gunpoint to make me put things on dark mode. I know that that's the least popular opinion I have, but never, how never ever. A, how about a K? How about a KFC double down? Um. I mean, I'm allergic to almost every ingredient in it at this point. But what about it? Really? Would I not eat. KFC? I mean, it's it's fried chicken with what? What do you think the, the coating is made of? I don't know. It's a mystery. It's flour. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. They haven't said that directly. No, it's the the herbs and spices are the mystery. The flour is obviously in there. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Um, any fried chicken, I unless it's a place that is purposely serves gluten free fried chicken, I can't eat fried chicken. Um, gotcha. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so it's Professor Dunlap is missing, and Lassie kind of brushes that aside. Um, Professor wow, yeah. Dunlap? It's Professor Renault. What are you talking Sorry, about? Sorry, Professor Renault, and uh, uh, Lassie brushes that aside because he wants to know if he should he should ask out Dunlap. Yeah, this is where we start this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Jules mentions it's not a great idea. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, there's a lot of bad, mm-hmm. not bad blood, but there's something going on between Vic and her sister. So probably not the best idea to ask her sister out. Yeah. Uh, and so now we're on the oil rig. They're being shown around by uh, the dad. Um, and he's like, you know, my reputation's on the line, etc. cetera. Uh, we see that the geology lab is locked, which is notable. And apparently his daughter hired a geologist to get, you know, better info about where to dig or whatever. Um, but they end up going into, um, into the office and quarters of Hicks, uh, and they try to find things, both clues and a Kit Kat. Yeah. They're not really sure what to look for, but what they do see, there's a big stack of safety violation reports, which dictates that Hicks was a real stickler for the rules, which, mm-hmm. you know, that sounds like a great thing if you're on something that's as dangerous as working on an oil rig. So yeah. great. Um, but unfortunately they get interrupted by Commander Barbara Dunlap. Mm. Uh, and you know, they're very much going against her wishes, which is to investigate. So she mm. wants them to get the fuck out. Yeah. But luckily for them, they have an hour before the next shuttle is going back to shore. So they have an hour to do, um, to do some investigating. Now, first they think that the tipster was, uh, Butch Hicks, but of course we learned that's not true. But anyway, um, that, uh, and they tell them to look at the security camera. But they then realize that there's some meatloaf being cooked in the mess hall. So um, they ask Ashley where the mess hall is. They go down there um, and they ask everyone about Hicks and what is their universal opinion of Hicks. Yeah, they all fucking hate him. Uh, People actively, you know, wanted him dead or had dreams of knifing him, which is probably like the most intimate way of killing someone, probably. Um, and yeah, we also see the one guy who seems like he has some sort of, uh, non-negative feeling about him, um, kind of starts to talk about like he likes him and then no, he doesn't. Well, no, he says it was so unfortunate that he got hit by that crane. Yeah. I would have shot him. (laughs) Like that's what he says. Yeah. And not only that, he's like spreading ketchup on his mashed potatoes. (laughs) It's just fucking sick. Yeah. Apparently the food's disgusting, which of course it is. I mean, it's a mess hall on an oil rig. You're not getting, uh fine dining i don't think 
Um, but it's a lot of slop is the thing. There's a lot of food, so they're definitely like filled up for the day. Um, I need some slop badly. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you. I can see you. You, you. You're always on the prowl to suck down a chili dog, you know. And I mean, like slop is like uh, like MLB trade rumors. I need more oh. slop. I mean, slop now just means everything. I, I people now use slop to mean like uh, there's, it's a derogatory term on film Twitter about like franchise movies, and just like okay, like I, I, I think there's too many different things that people call slop these days. We just got to go back. I think it just should literally go back to just being literal slop, and then uh, you know we can work from there. Um, okay. It feels like every three months, di- different parts of Twitter find a new like catch-all derogatory term that they all use. Um, anyway. Uh, it's a I didn't know slop was being referred to as like franchise movies. Yeah, it's like oh, we're just it, like look at these kids eating up their slop, you know. And it's oh, like, yeah, I, okay, I got it. Yeah, it's yeah. like I, it's like I that I agree that yes, people movies are great sometimes, and people watch stuff that's not good. But also, it's like you know, the Flash is not the reason why no one's going to see uh, a freaking art film. Anyway, um, so they end up going to see the chief. Um, she's in the bathroom. We're not sure if it's number one or number two. Um, but in this time, when Sean sees a um, photo of uh, the Professor Renault, um, and they end up talking to Vic for a minute because she's still pissed at them, kind of. But Sean divined two things. One, there was a conspiracy behind his death. And two, Craig T. Nelson will do- donate his remaining hair to the Smithsonian. There's been so much Craig T. Nelson talk lately. Um, very rewatchables. Um, I think uh, I, he was in that movie Injustice for All. I've never seen that movie, which is like on my list. And Not then he was, and he's also in The Devil's Advocate randomly. I I've, I haven't seen that either. That was that's one that's been on my radar for a while. But it's like it's hard to watch a three hour movie that you know isn't a masterpiece. You know what I mean? Like I'm only is watching Devil's three, Advocate three hours. It's like three hours and forty minutes. I mean, sorry, two hours and forty minutes. It's really long. Oh my god! I saw that when I was a kid, but it was mostly because I was like horny, probably. Yeah. Like, I'm fine watching a two-hour and 40-minute movie if it's, like, you know, Goodfellas or it's Casino. Two, it's two hours, 24 minutes, but, yeah, point oh, taken. Sorry, I, th- I thought it was longer than that. It's a little long for a movie that's, like, a silly law movie about Alex Chino being the devil. <laughs> like, yeah, that's a little anyway. long for that. <laughs> yeah, anyways, um, Craig T. Nelson, yeah. yeah. Uh, obviously, that's a joke. Uh, Vic says she can't help them because, again, she's, you know, yeah, it's out yeah. of her jurisdiction. Mm-hmm. But Sean takes her aside. Mm-hmm. You know, he mm-hmm. asks Gus for a little bit of privacy. Mm-hmm. And he wants to basically do her a favor by connecting some evidence on land that would bring this back into her purview. Yeah. Uh, and so he then tries to get to the bottom of what happened with them, with her and her sister. And it's a classic thing of trying to one-up each other, you know? Um, try to be more impressive. Yeah, like you and your twin brother. The thing is, I that's a very one-sided thing. I'm the only one who cares about that, and even I don't really care about that at all. Mostly because he doesn't care about it. Um, Correct. Well, there's always one. I'll usually. Yeah, but no, I think if there is one, it's not like I haven't. I, as an adult, I don't care at all. Like back in the day, I cared in school, and it frustrated me that he didn't care. And then mm-hmm. I grew up. Is what happened. You know. I think that if if it's just one kid, then it is. You can grow out of it because you realize that it's silly. Like I, I was able to see that it was silly that, that he was right not to care. Whereas I think if he cared too, we might still be you know at odds competitive yeah uh-huh. but like he truly could not like, give less of a shit um which is of course the right thing to do because you know um also i think it mostly yeah. helped that like oh. you know this is the thing that happens with vic and her sister is that like if michael and i 
had very different levels of success in things in school, particularly, it would be different, but it's like, I think we both, I think we ended up graduating like eighth in the class and sixth in the class respectively with GPA. So it's like, Oh, (laughs) it's not like either of us is bad, you know? Um, anyway. Yeah. I mean, I grew up with like an older sister and she was always the one that was, uh, like, uh, she was the one that was always the most like dedicated. Like she was a great student. I was just smarter than her, but I was like ultimately like lazier than her. Um, so I had that kind of vibe going on for a while, but then I realized that like, I'm like a more open and like warm person and she's like kind of cold and whatever. So I went Andre's sister found dead in the ditch. Wow. Oof. Wow. Yeah. Uh, she'd she'd agree though. Uh, so they break into, uh, Hicks's house and they find that his place is a mess. He's got a half eaten pizza. Um, and so they end up going to uh, his laptop where Sean divines the password. And by that, he means he reads the reflection of what the password is. I like that bit. Um, yeah, same. I like whenever Sean pretends to like have a crazy psychic vision or like a crazy uh, thing. My favorite one is in the American Duos episode where it's like, I knew that sandwich wasn't from there because the amount of sesame seeds was wrong. It's like, no, like, you know, I love that bit. Um, yeah. And they see there are a bunch of angry emails from a guy with the username Bishop77. From someone named Bishop 77. Um, so they intimate that Bishop 77 is the actual anonymous tipster because there's an email saying, if you won't do anything about it, I will alert the authorities. Yeah. And so it sounds like it's something very serious. Yeah. And they're interrupted by uh, Sean having had onions uh, for his lunch at some point in his lunch. But did he? No, he didn't. Uh, Sean's breath is just fine. In fact, it's, it's banging. Um, but the super smeller, super smeller, is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah. The super smeller catches a whiff of, uh, onions somewhere. It appears to be coming from behind a door that's right behind the computer almost. Mm-hmm. And they open the door and of course it's Gus's favorite thing when he opens doors, a dead body. Yes. Uh, he says, well, it's always got to be a dead guy. So they end yeah. up, he ends up calling Vic and Dunlap. Wait, hold on. And not only is it a dead body, but it's Renault. We saw the picture. Right. We yes, know it's Renault. At this point. Uh, so they show up, and he says that he divined that Renault's body is in um, is in the house, the house, and that Renault was the tipster. Um, that he apparently was a geologist, and he was hired. Uh, he was involved at the rig, so they're connected. Um, and so it's now Vic's case again because this murder, of course, happened on land. Um, but yeah. but I do I do love that for I don't know which what number of times this has happened but I love the fact that they're like oh with what warrant did you go in this house yeah I'm like okay great I'm glad we're talking about warrants all of a sudden but he of course says that he divined it it's a psychic you know that's uh, his excuse oh yeah totally totally yeah. it'll hold um, up luckily the other person is dead too so yeah <laughs> so Lassie and O'Hara get assigned the case Spacey Sean's not needed anymore once again he gets screwed over. Um, and uh, uh, Dunlap ends up firing Sean and Gus because they went and investigated behind her back. Uh, so they're kind of they seem you know in the in a bad place. They're kind of out of it, but they they're not going to sit down and take that because especially because Sean notes the geologist's office was locked. Which why was that? Uh, clearly someone's trying to hide something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, and we find out that geologist was Renault, so yeah. uh, they they need to get back up there. And sisters start arguing. They keep talking about jurisdiction, and 
Sean, talk some sense into them. You know, like there are two people that are dead. This is not the time for sibling squabbles, which I just love the word squabble. It's a great word. So they end up, they need to get on the rig again. And so they go to Henry um, to take them on. And in a very reasonable thing, Henry points out that his tiny boat can't go three miles out, (laughs) you know, and go to an oil rig. Like... You know, it's that's just a very practical, like, even more that because I forgot that they ended up going on this other guy's boat. So I'm like, like, there's no way that they expect us to believe that Henry's tiny fishing boat is gonna, like, that's the type of boat you, you see that never leaves the side of shore, you know, his that little one. Um, correct. Uh, and he ends up catching them. They say they want to go fishing, but he says the pike are biting, and of course, pike are freshwater fish. I think I knew that, but that's the type of thing that, like, maybe could be a false memory, but I feel like I knew that. Um, yeah, I definitely didn't know that. Uh, I mean, yeah, you, you didn't grow up in, uh, you know, Florida. That's real fishing, uh, fishing places. Cause we have a lot of, I mean, I grew up on an estuary, which is actually like a great place for fishing. Um, cause it's a mix right. of f- salt, uh, fresh and salt water. Um, wait, do people not fish in California? I mean, they do, sure they, they like do, but I, there's not a lot of freshwater fishing and like, and not a lot. Oh of, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I feel like the, I feel like the sport of ocean fishing is very different than like river and lake fishing. And just in terms of like the culture around it and like you know i feel like a lot of like the championship fishing is all in freshwater or brackish water maybe i'm wrong but i feel like i just gonna get that vibe um and it's also much more of a cultural ubiquity in florida than california i mean i i once i went because i've never been fishing truly in my whole life and i once said that to someone and they're like really whereas in california i feel like that wouldn't be the strangest thing in the world um because your dad fish he has, but no. I mean, you have to remember, like, even though I grew up in Florida after nine, my parents are from suburban New York. Like, they're from, you know. Do people not fish there either? Not. It's it's very much a cultural thing. Like, my parents were not very outdoorsy. Um, my uncle is a huge fisherman. He's an ice water fisherman who, like, will go for, like, a day at a time and, like, stay in a tent. Um, but, uncle like, Jackie? No, that's my Uncle Jeff. My Uncle Jack is, he also sometimes fishes, but he's a little less of an outdoorsy man. Um, gotcha. I do love how I just rolled. You said Uncle Jackie, and I just rolled with it. Like, yeah, I do have an Uncle Jack dickhead. Um, <laughs> in fact, Uncle Jeff is my second. You know, on my dad's side is the second oldest uncle, and Uncle Jack is the oldest. So they're right next to each other in birth order. Um, okay, thank you. So uh, they end up having to go with Captain Dale and do some chores with some chum. Um, chum is a great word. I feel like we don't give enough credit to the word chum. Uh, like I mean, I only chum- call my friends chums. Yeah, I feel like the chum bucket is very fun to say from Spongebob. Um, remember? Yes, it is. Yeah. Yes, of course. That's Plankton's place? Yeah. Now, have you ever heard the nickname that people on Twitter use for Warriors player Jonathan Kaminga? No. People call him the cum bucket. Um, which is oh, funny. I did hear that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, okay. Oh, my God. I don't know why I didn't know that. That's fine. Um, so they, uh, we then see that uh, Barbara goes to Karen and admits that she was wrong, that the crane was actually tampered with, that Hicks was murdered. And so they need to find Spencer because the fact that he was right about that and he was right about Hicks murdering Renault, clearly he has some insight. So they're back on the rig. Gus is mad that he smells like fish and he hates fish. But of course, Sean points out, he loves his Cajun crawfish hush puppies. Now, Gus rebuts that by saying it's mostly cornmeal. I would rebut that by saying that crayfish are... Like, they're not really fish, technically, so, like, that doesn't really count. They're shellfish, which are not fish. But they're shellfish, so... Why is but fish shellfish, but that's a, mis- that's a misnomer. Like, that's... They're it's a not, crustacean. Yeah, crustaceans are not biologically fish. I mean, 
they're closer related to yeah. bugs than they are to fish. I'm ki- I'm mostly being a pet ant because that's my role in the show. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, now fish I get grossed are great. out whenever I I always get grossed out when we talk about uh, crustaceans being related to bugs. It makes me want to throw up. Do you not do you not eat crustaceans? No, I do, but I just don't like thinking about them on that level. Yeah, I mean, well, crayfish are the ones I would say that are most obviously look like they look most like bugs of i kind of don't really eat crayfish i, eat, I mean like, they're not very common outside of the to the south i mean you obviously can get them but like they since they're, they're whereas like crab lobster and shrimp are i think basically found equally all over the country crayfish are don't really exist uh i don't think in most places um they're delicious though yeah um my personal sure. favorite course is uh you know good i love a good uh king crab leg even though it's not a lot of crab meat you just feel satisfied when you get it open you know what I'm talking about? Alaskan? I mean, I'm not picky, but I mean, I have had Alaskan can grab it, and it's the best, obviously, but I'm not, you know. I'm not going to turn down cra- uh, crab leg. Um, yeah. So, uh, Sean, they break into the geology lab by using Gus's credit card, which Sean did Gus a favor because the card apparently has 29.7% interest. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You wouldn't think this guy would have even signed up no. for that kind of thing, but okay. Like, I am one of the most financially illiterate people I've ever met. Like, I truly, I don't even want to, mostly because it gives me anxiety, so I just yada yada it. And even I, my credit card has no <laughs> that I interest. Um, what, what credit card do you have? I have uh, the Chase Sapphire because I have a Chase Bank. You know, I don't. Because I like to keep things simple. I'm not. I'm not interested. I don't need to get a ton of rewards. I just need something that I can know I won't have any issues with. Like, I, I made a very. I made a decision to kind of lean into the way my brain doesn't work. And it's like if I try to make my finances complicated, I'll screw it up. So I just have one debit card and one credit card, and that's all I need. I, anything more than that, like, nah, I don't want to. And have will you ever I been out of the country? No, I never left the country, so that's why it's, it helps. Um, but you know. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, I, you understand what I'm saying. That is like, I understand. I probably will like my twin brother, for example, is like, he was during the pandemic, he was unemployed, I think for seven months and he still had enough money for everything because he has saved so much money. I have never been like, that. <laughs> like that's not uh, a thing I've ever been. Doing. Yeah. That's tough for me. I, I, I typically just save to do things like a down payment on a car yeah. or vacation. <sighs> Yeah, and especially being in New York, because I don't need to make car payments or anything like that. Like, and I know, and I have really no intention of buying a house anytime soon. It's like there's not much to save a lot of money for. Um, and so, yeah, but I'm okay. Fair enough. It's I'm not in complete dire straits. It's work. I think like a a month and a half where I'm really going to start panicking unemployment wise in case the listeners are ordering. Um, so uh, they end up going into the geology room and. Behind that locked door is a locked drawer, which that's how you know it's serious. If behind a locked door is a locked drawer, that's something big. Correct. Yeah. And uh, Sean breaks into that and they find a litmus. Is that what it is? Litmus paper? Sheet? That, that's Sorry, what it is? I needed, to, I needed to send a text message so I had myself on mute so I, you wouldn't hear the click clacketing. Okay. Click and clack. Uh, yeah, so uh, there's like a transparent map on there, and yeah. uh, Sean kind of maybe wants to compare this to the map that's in the corridor. Yes. So they bring it out, and mm-hmm. they see that um, the map doesn't really jive with what is on the corridor map, this new one. Yes. So they look at the two maps together, and it looks like BR number seven, which is... Mm-hmm. I forgot what BR Bamford, Bamford Rig. Bamford Rig, number seven, 
Um, it's not where it is on the map that everyone can see. It's turns hmm. out it's on a fault line. Yeah. And uh, probably not a good idea to be drilling on a fault no. line. That's like so fucked up. Like it's like you're endangering the lives of a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty insane. Uh, so yeah, that looks to be what's um, maybe what's behind all this uh, stuff going on. Yeah. So Ashley comes in and sees them. She's surprised to see them. And Sean, very stupidly, in my opinion, starts talking mm-hmm. to her, basically being like, your dad did all this, acting like she's an unwitting part of it. He's also like feeling her arms, which is like, you know, kind of creepy. Um, she's well-toned, which is good for her. I mean, you know, um, but he's basically like, you know, it's going to be hard to hear, but you're drilling into a fault line. He hired Renault, yada, yada, yada. And she's kind of playing into it. Oh my God, I feel sick. And so she's like, let's go to the radio room and radio up to stop the drilling. So they go, she takes it into a room and oopsie daisy, it's a closet. She holds, pulls out a biscuit and holds them in there. Yeah. And unfortunately for them, they're in a room full with uh, toxic fumes. Um, yeah. And Gus is not really a fan of uh, rooms of toxic fumes. I mean, who is? I if it gets you high enough, I guess. Um, I, yeah, but the thing is, mo- I don't think most toxic fumes are getting you high. I think like there's a handful that do, and then like most of them just fry your brain. You know? Yeah, yeah. I think you just get zooted. You know, and I have a question, and yeah. I, you don't have to answer honestly because I know that you, uh, like almost anyone, you've had much, you've had more uh, experience doing interesting things in your life. I assume, were you ever in a crowd that did things like huffing chemicals or is that, I assume you never got that far down the road, right? That? No, no, no. Yeah, no, I didn't think I've never so. done that. I know, I didn't um, think you I would, like, but I'm saying like, is that something you've been adjacent to? Because like, yeah. I've been adjacent to like, I've been adjacent to like cocaine at a couple parties and that's the farthest I've ever been. <laughs> I've, I've been very, um, I've been yeah, around I, I, that. I know that. Um, I think I've seen people do whippets, but I don't even know what that does for you. It's a very temporary high, apparently. Because um, yeah. if I if I remember correctly, understanding it, because you know I'm the dork, so I understand these the chemical ways that these work. I think that that is literally just as simple as it starves your. What you're doing is you're getting high by starving your brain of oxygen, which is why it's so dangerous. It's not even like the chemical itself; it's just like the the carbon dioxide is. It's the equivalent of like breathing in your own, uh, you know, own Wait. air. Yeah, your yeah. own yeah exhalation. Um, and so that's really dangerous for that reason because it's. Is that also is how you suffocate? <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, no, I, yeah. Yeah. That's anyway. like v- so low. Cause I don't want to do most drugs, but on the drugs I would do that is like so low. On like computer cleaner. <laughs> computer cleaner, like paint. Now that's a, that's a real, you have a real problem. You're huffing paint. Um, which is like, I, something about the phrase huffing paint makes me laugh, which is bad because it's a serious thing people do, but it's funny to say. No, I forgot. I think it was like on a, was it like in Happy Gilmore or something? Like someone say, did you ever eat like paint chips as a child or something like that? Yeah. I think it's Happy Gilmore or one of those Adam Sandler movies. Billy Madison, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> so don't do whippets. Um, and uh, yeah, just, you know, don't do normal. Do, also, did you see the person on Twitter yesterday who was saying like, just because the government tells us doesn't mean that cocaine's a hard drug. And everyone's like, what the hell's wrong with you? Cocaine is a hard drug. I did not people see need that, help. No. I don't know. There's definitely a movement among like certain young people to try to act like cocaine isn't a big deal. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't want to be Ronald Reagan here, but cocaine is a problem. I think I got uh, rate limited because I didn't see that one take off. Well, that, I mean, that wasn't in the DMs. The rate limit's gone for uh, for tweets. I know, that's so insane. I'm literally rate limited right now in my DMs. I'm just... I uh, actually, I, I honestly almost know. I only send DMs, like, to ask people to do stuff who I don't know. I don't, I don't send any DMs to anyone I know, so it's not been an issue for me, thankfully. Um, 
but yeah. Um, anyway, apologies that that's yeah. happened. Uh, fuck Elon Musk. Yeah, so, he sucks. Um, the, uh, Vic and her sister and the gang get on the rig. They see Ashley and they want to talk to her. Because apparently they talked Correct. to a helicopter pilot that took people out for the night shift the night that Hicks was killed. And she snuck on, the, not snuck on, but like she was on the helicopter but didn't want to be on the manifest. Correct. And so now we can kind of go back to the first scene of the show, of this episode. Which when you kind of see it, it looks like it's definitely like a female. Yeah. So yeah, uh, it was her. Mm-hmm. And they catch a quick glimpse of the biscuit on her side. Mm-hmm. And, you know... Lassie, Lassie uh, basically tells him, oh, she's got a gun. Yeah. And she takes off into the rig. And now we got a good old uh, little chase, kind of yes. like a chase. So they're like, there's a standoff. She's shooting at them. They're trying to shoot her. They end up letting Sean and Gus out of the closet. And um, Sean wants to Gus to do Gus as a table. Um, yeah, which is that famous little prank you do to somebody where you have one of your friends uh, get on their hands and knees behind somebody who's standing. And then you push them over and they take a tumble. Exactly. Uh, Gus doesn't want to do it because it's a high stakes situation. And Correct. understandable, she has a gun. Uh, but Sean ends up then, you know, doing a heart to heart. Like, I know what it's like to have a dad that's disappointed in you. That he thought you wouldn't be, you know, good. That she's, you know, you're a gorgeous young woman with a smart jacket and impressive muscle tone. Um, and she's kind of like, yeah, you get it. You know, she comes close to him and then he asks for the gun. He takes it. And then last he tackles her. Yep, he tackles her and asks if Barbara saw that, and I'm just like, Jesus Christ, man. Yeah. Um, and then Sean thanks, but thanks Gus for the no table action, and yeah, that's kind of it for yeah. this. So then we go back to the police station. Mm-hmm. Sean and Gus bring Vic a gift of sweets, I guess, for having slighted her the first time, and you know she insists that she should be the one giving them the gift because they brought the two sisters back together. Exactly. So they're kind of back in each other's good graces uh, until Barbara asks if she can ask out Carlton. And Vic, being nice, says, you don't want to do that. He's wound up. He's bad. And Barbara, because she's, you know, unable to look past the rivalry, is like, oh, you want him to yourself. And Vic points out, of course, that she's married. And it's back on, basically, that they're back hating each other. Yeah, correct. Um, And, (laughs) yeah, she goes outside. She asks... uh, well, she just tells Lassie, lunch, let's go. And he seems happier than a pig in shit. And, uh, yeah, that's it. End of episode. Exactly. And what do you give this upside at 10? I'd give it an 8 out of 10, just because it was nice to be on the high seas for a change. Yeah, it's a soft 8 for me. It's, it was. Clo- I mean, I, I have nothing bad to say about this episode. It's kind of just like, oh, okay, this is fun. Uh, it's fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a you know it's a solid episode. I like the vi- I like the dynamic between Vic and Barbara. It's fun, um, and I, I think that I'm noticing more on this re- on the rewatch is just that how much uh, Sean's continued survival in the station is just because Vic likes him. Like that, obviously she can be angry with him, but like the only reason he's able to keep working these cases is because clearly they see eye to eye on something. Um, and so I think that's always it's always fun when she has an episode that she gets to um, be. More than just like the Sean, you're doing something wrong. You know that's kind of a, a one note thing to play. Um, but speaking yeah. of speaking of fun things, uh, where can people find you on social media? You can follow me at Andre Barrera on Twitter um, for the foreseeable future. Yeah. Um, I think Andre Barrera dot Blue Sky dot 
So you don't need to say all that because I think everyone basically is on the dot so blue sky dot social thing. I think. So it's on Jupiter, yeah. Yeah, and you can follow me on Twitter at the J Christie, and then on Blue Sky at J Christie dot Blue Sky. Da, 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 da. Uh, please wait for yeah. subscribe. Share the show with the biggest psych fan in your life, and if you've already done that, go to the second biggest psych fan in your life. You might know two big psych fans, but more important than that, tune in next week as we talk about talk derby to me.